The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Titles Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN for 20% off. That's the promo code SGPN for 20% off. You are listening to your Serie A Futures preview here on Scamessa Italia on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account. It is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's where I always post my monthly P&L. It's usually the pin tweet, and you can see that I am a tracked and transparent handicapper who has delivered 122 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means every single month for over a decade, I've yet to suffer a single losing month in sports betting. If you want to do a little bit more research, do a little bit more due diligence, then have a look at a website, lockbetting.com, where all the P&Ls go when they're no longer the pin tweet, and you will see all of the spreadsheets. Don't just scroll quickly down and see the totals, how much money we've made. Look at the type of bets because there's none of this nonsense of five-star plays, 10-unit maxis, 20-unit mega whales or 25-unit or 50-unit play of the years that seems to happen every day. No, none of that. All sensible staking, all very, very sensible bankroll management that does lead to a monthly profit on a monthly basis. So moving on with your Serie A preview, this for me once again is the most wide open league in Europe. It was supposed to be that last season, but in the end, Napoli absolutely ended up running away with it. Nobody saw that coming as Napoli steamrolled their way to a Serie A title. And many thought that would make them the overwhelming favourites to reach the Champions League final as well, because they were in that weaker side of the draw. But in the end, it ended up being Inter Milan. And what that told me is that Inter Milan were the better and more balanced team that just significantly underperformed at the start of the season. They made a poor start. Mancini's job was on the line. He almost needed a miracle at that point too to keep it. And he achieved that. He got into the Champions League from a poor start. He got them a trophy via domestic cup and he got to the Champions League final and he's still the manager as a result of that. And also as a result of that, they are the favourites once again to lift the Serie A title at the price of 2-1 to plus 200. Narrowly ahead of last season's winners, Napoli, who were at 5-2 plus 250. Then you have Juve here at 5-1 to 
I don't understand that, and I'll talk about that in more detail. You have AC Milan at seven to one, Roma at twelve to one, Atalanta and Lazio both at eighteen to one. With Fiorentina the forty to one outsiders, and everybody else is bigger than one hundred and fifty to one. So let's start by talking about Napoli. The most significant thing that's happened here at Napoli is the fact that they've had a managerial change. Spalletti, off the back of what he achieved last season, has decided that he needs a break from managing. And they've ended up going with Rudy Garcia as the new manager for the new campaign. The key arrival is Raspadori. He comes in from Sassuolo. He's a very, very consistent attacking player, has been for the past few seasons. But Kim Min-Jae, who was an absolute rock at centre-back last season, he's gone. And that, for me, is a key departure because Napoli's defensive record was very overlooked last season, but they were solid at the back, particularly at home. And he was a key part of that. And I guess when you're looking at Napoli, you ask yourself two fundamental questions about the champions going into this campaign. Firstly, can their new coach get the squad back to the high-octane intensity level that they were playing last season, which marked last season's title win? That was a trademark of what Spalletti did and what he got this team to do. Is Rudy Garcia going to implement that? Are we going to see the same version of Napoli that romped to the title? And secondly, can they continue between now and the end of the season to resist big money offers for their leading superstars such as Victor Oshiman and Kavrit Skilia, who is being linked to Newcastle with Oshiman being linked to Saudi Arabia. If they can keep those two, then for me, they are eschewing still for the top four. I don't think they're going to drop to that level, but I also don't think that they can maintain and do what they did last season. I just cannot see that start. I cannot see that points haul. And likewise, I cannot see the challengers being that poor. So for me... Whilst I don't think they'll win the league, I do think Napoli will remain in the top four, but I do think they're going to take a backward step this season. Now, looking at Inter Milan, much like Napoli and much like many teams in Serie A, we are talking more about the outgoings. And that's a shame when you're covering Italy, when you're looking at the players that always leave Serie A. This used to be, in the late 80s and early 90s, the number one league in the world. And now they really do struggle financially and a lot of the best players do end up leaving. When you're looking at the key departures at Inter, despite the fact they're still favourites for the league, you've seen Brozovic take the Saudi money and he's gone to Al Nassar. You've seen Milan Skriniar leave for PSG. Dzeko's gone to Fenerbahce. I don't think that was a financial one. I think that was more to do with um, getting guaranteed first-team football. And Onana, of course, has departed for Manchester United with Inter still needing to find themselves a suitable first-team replacement. But despite these outgoings, you would still argue that Inter Milan have the best squad in Serie A and are worthy favourites here to win the title. When you have a look through the squad, they've managed to hold on to Nicolo Barella, who is still one of the best holding midfielders in the world. Hakan Kanaloglu, still a very competent creative playmaker. Lutero Martinez, that's a £100 million plus striker. 
some say that about Romelu Lukaku, but obviously he has gone backwards a lot over the last couple of years, whereas Lutero Martinez is moving in the other direction. They've still got Denzel Dumfries. They've still held on to Bastoni, who is probably a 70, 80 million pound rated centre-back. And therefore, with these names in your squad, along with the cover you have in your squad, Inter Milan still will be viable contenders for the league. Jan Sommer has come in in the goalkeeping department. I would expect him to be the first choice goalkeeper, despite the fact he was the second choice goalkeeper last year for Bayern, unless they do make a significant signing. They are linked to Loris and David De Gea, and it'd be interesting to see who they go with as the number one. Uh, Marcus Taram has come in as a forward player from Borussia Mönchengladbach. He was, of course, the most important forward at Borussia Mönchengladbach, the most um, significant forward who played for Borussia Mönchengladbach. So him coming over, a French international signing for Inter Milan, that is a significant signing. I still think this squad is good enough to win the league. You have a lot of players here who played in the Champions League final against Manchester City and were unlucky to, were unlucky to lose that game. I think Unana's the big departure. Obviously, with Jan Sommer, you don't have that ball-playing goalkeeper within your ranks but um, we'll see what Inter Milan do between now and the end of the window but this is going to be a consistent theme here in Serie A where we're talking about a lot of these teams losing players as opposed to bringing players in and that's just really an indication of where Serie A is at the moment and where it'll probably remain for the next five to ten years unless there is a significant change towards the um, financial fair play structure or the way teams are are set up financially across Europe because otherwise the Premier League is going to continue to outpower all of the rest of Europe, even Real Madrid and Barcelona. I think Real Madrid may be the only exception and possibly Bayern Munich because of the way that they're, they're made. But aside from Bayern and Real Madrid, even teams like Barcelona and especially these major teams in Italy are going to fall behind the biggest names in the EPL just because of the crazy TV money that the Premier League receives. I want to talk about a couple of more teams before we move on to specifically looking at the top four. But before we do that, let me tell you guys about game time. I continually find buying tickets to events stressful. I go to sporting events here in the UK. I go to sporting events in the US. And I have been caught in situations where my tickets haven't come whatsoever, like with StubHub, uh, where I've actually had to contact people to sort me out last year at WrestleMania. This year at WrestleMania, sorry, I had to contact WWE Wrestle Rey Mysterio, um, who's a friend of mine, and had to sort of play that card to get a ticket that I'd already purchased through StubHub. But half an hour into the show, realised I wasn't going to get in and it's just a constant stress waiting to see if there's going to be a cheaper price, waiting to see if your tickets are actually going to come through, waiting to see if you can get something in a better section or just generally trusting the sites, trusting the sites to come through with the tickets. And of course, always, always overpaying for an event that you really want to go to. But now buying tickets, to your favorites events, can be much less stressful with game time because they are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and with their best price guarantee, you can stop messing over tickets and start actually getting hyped and looking forward to the event. Forget months of planning in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theatre and more. Game Time has a guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, 
game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create your account, and use the promo code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account, redeem your code SGPN, and you'll get 20, uh, 20%, $20 off. That is $20 off. I don't know why my brain can't register that. It's $20 off with the code SGPN. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. So let's move on to looking at the third team in the market, which is Juventus. The only positive I can say about Juventus is the fact that they don't have to concentrate on European football because they've been kicked out of the Europa Conference League and fined 10 million euros, which I'll probably be happy about. But other than that, there isn't really too much good to say about Juventus. They've lost players. Di Maria has gone to play in Portugal for Benfica. They've also lost Kulaveski to Tottenham. Juan Corrado has made a move to their rivals Inter. And Arthur, who wasn't doing anything anyway, has gone to Fiorentina. And nobody's really come in. Uh, Most keen, who was on load, has made his move permanent from Everton. Locatelli, they now need to pay the money to uh, Sassuolo. And Milik has come in from Marseille. For me, all signs point towards a difficult season for the once all-powerful old lady. It remains to be seen what sanctions they get, if any. UEFA will impose further Um, and with the club facing the threat of disqualification from not only the Europa Conference League this season but more European competition in the future you've got to wonder how that's going to attract players or why certain players are going to want to stay we know that Vlajevic has been linked to Chelsea and a move to Saudi we know that uh, Paul Pogba has been linked to a move to Saudi so it'd be interesting to see who Juve keep but even if they keep these players they've got a bare 11 there isn't too much squad depth here in this side so it's really difficult for me to see Juventus mounting any kind of title challenge and it is interesting and confusing to see why they are so so high up in the market and why they are third favourites for the league because I just don't see Juve having any chance of wearing winning Serie A this season now we now move across to AC Milan, who are priced up at 7-1. to one. And despite the fact they've lost one of their most important players in Tonali at Newcastle, unlike other teams in Serie A, they have significant incomings here that they've added to their squad. One, of course, is Christian Pulisic. That's a big incoming. I think he's going to light up Serie A. His pace is going to be very difficult to contain for the Serie A defences. Loftus-Cheek finally gets a chance to establish himself as a first-team player. And they've also got Romero in here from Lazio. The most surprising moment for me in Milan's season last year was the sacking of Paolo Maldini and Ricky Massara, two of the biggest components in Milan's 2021-22 Serie A title win. And they have a big hook as well. They actually are very, very... Um, very, very influential in terms of getting players in. So I think that's a big loss. We already saw Rafael Leal tweet something very, very cryptic about the very surprising exits of these two, who are probably very influential in getting Leal to sign a new deal with AC Milan. And that was key because he could have gone. And even if he does go now, that would be around about $120 for AC Milan to spend in the future, where they could bring in significant signings to make a real impact in 
in Serie A. But with Tonali leaving, it's obviously a key departure. Ibrahimovic has retired, but otherwise they have everybody else here. And I do think Christian Pulisic is going to be a good signing for them. And I do think at the price of 7-1, to one, they are a little bit too big here to win the league. Uh, the final team I'll talk about is Roma. And a lot of this information is relevant to looking at the top four market here as well. Roma are priced up here at 12 to 1. They haven't really done any significant business either. And that's kind of a running theme for all of these top clubs, with the exception of AC Milan, who used their Tunali money to bring in Chukwueze from Villarreal. Pulisic from Chelsea, Yunus Musar from Valencia and Loftus-Cheek from Chelsea, along with other names that have been added as well. So they've had a pretty decent window when you're looking at players coming in compared to players leaving, such as um, Tonali is obviously a big one, but I don't think they're going to miss Messias and Rebic, who have all gone out on, on freeze. So I don't think they're going to be hampered by that. I think overall, when you compare it to everybody else, this is a good window. You cannot say the same for many of the other teams here in Serie A, but with Mourinho as your manager, you always have the chance of overachieving. And with with Mourinho as your manager, he does have a little bit more pull and has been able to attract established Champions League players to the squad with uh, Leonardo Paredes and Renato Sanchez of PSG both coming to the club. Sanchez coming in on loan because he wasn't wanted by Luis Enrique. And Paredes, at 29 years old, just coming in for £2.5 which I think is a pretty decent deal. So overall, I would say that Roma are slightly stronger than they were last season. And a lot of their season depends on Pablo Dybala and what Pablo Dybala can do and if he can remain fit for the upcoming season. I would say all in all, given the squad that he had, Reno actually had an excellent second season with Roma, taking him to the Europa League final and actually finishing sixth in Serie A. But the new signings can add um, a little bit of improvement to the team. And if Dybala stays and he stays fit, then this team can definitely compete for the top four. Now, we'll have a look at the top four market next. Before we do that, though, let me quickly tell you guys about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Titles Contest with a $1,000 first prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for Patreons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. There is even a Discord channel just for Patreons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So moving on to this top four market. The market is obviously led by Inter and they are clearly expected to finish in the top four. But it's not as significant as other markets around Europe. When you look at the favourites to win the Premier League or the favourites to win the Bundesliga, you're getting Man City and Bayern Munich at prices of like 1 to 100. And this league is nothing like that at all because Inter Milan lead the top four market and they are only available at 1 to 4. In fact, if you shop around, 
you can get a much better price than that. You can get them around about two to seven. Then you have Napoli here at four to 11. You have Juve at four to seven. That may be something I'm looking to oppose. And then you have AC Milan at four to five minus 125. That may be something I'm definitely interested in. Outside of that, you have Roma as the outsiders at six to four. Atalanta at two to one. Lazio finished second last season at two to one. And Fiorentina here at five to one. Interesting to see Lazio way out there when they finished second last season. This is probably because of the departures. Not really anybody significant coming in for Lazio, but Milinkovic Savic has gone. That is obviously their key piece in midfield, and he's departed for the Saudi League. So that, of course, is a huge loss. And I think Lazio's aspirations can be summed up by asking their owner, Claudio Lotito, if they have any chance of building on finishing second place last season. And he basically said everything is possible and used Leicester City winning the Premier League, Premier League as an example. So that really tells you where they're at and how they massively overachieved last season. Milinkovic Savage going is key. I think Lazio regress massively this season and I think that is the right price on them and I do not see them finishing in the top four. Atalanta are interesting because of the brand of football that they play. Obviously, Rasmus Hoyland has gone to Manchester United. They haven't made any key additions and haven't yet used that Hoyland money. But after astonishing seasons that saw them reach a Champions League quarterfinal, Atalanta have probably returned to what people consider their proper level. They were still good enough, though, to finish fifth last season and qualify for the Europa League. And that with Gasparini still in charge, I expect a similar sort of campaign where they're going to be entertaining to watch and are probably around about the right price here to finish in the top four. It would not be a surprise if they did make it, but ultimately, I don't think they will. I think we are going to see Inter and Napoli in the top four, while the other two positions are going to be fought for by Milan, Roma, Juventus and possibly Atalanta. But I think out of those teams, for me, Milan are the strongest. Juve have massive off-field problems. Roma haven't had any significant investment to improve and they overachieved last season. Lazio, of course, massively overachieved. And Atalanta, they are too inconsistent. And the fact they keep doing what they're doing with the squad they have is already an overachievement. But for AC Milan, having been champions in 2021-2022... They almost look like they have a better squad than when they achieved that. Now, I understand that they lost Tunali to Newcastle, but they have done significant business in this window. And I do believe that with that business done, it's going to give them a lot more squad depth and they'll be far more equipped to cope with both being in the Champions League whilst playing their weekly matches in Serie A as well. So I have high hopes for AC Milan this season and I'm looking forward to seeing Pulisic and Rafael Leal combining on the wings and causing teams headaches with their pace on a weekly basis. Obviously, in the middle is where they're weakest. They don't have that out-and-out centre-forward who's going to score you the 20-25 goals you need to probably win this league 
They're relying on um, Origi and Giroud, mainly Olivier Giroud. And for me, you need a stronger forward than that. But all over the pitch, this is a solid team, have a solid defence in midfield and a number of top quality players. Mike Magnan was one of the best goalkeepers last season. I would have been happy to have either him or Anana at Manchester United. They've still got Tio Hernandez. Many people would have been interested and inquired about him and would have looked to take him off AC Milan's hands, but they've managed to keep a world-class fullback there. Of course, we've talked about Rafael Leal. Maybe this could be his final season. Maybe they'll be looking to take that 120, 130 million for him next summer, but he's still here and he's going to be a threat along with Pulisic on the other side. Tomori has established himself as a top defender since he's moved to Italy. He'll obviously be in the centre-back position still. And as I said, they have the squad depth here to definitely finish in the top four and maybe even challenge for the title. So I think getting them at four to five minus 125 does provide some value. And that's where I'm going to go here for my lock on the show. So your lock here for your futures lock for the Serie A season will be to take AC Milan to finish in the top four and that's going to be available at the price of around about four to five minus one twenty five. Shop around and see if you can get that line. I would take them at anything that's better than four to six minus one fifty, as I genuinely believe they are one of the few teams that look much stronger than they did last season. We aren't going to talk too much about the relegation race because for me, it is an absolute lottery in Italy this season and I don't have any significant lean when it comes to who's going to be staying in Serie A or who's going to be going down this season. The favourites to go down are Cagliari, who are actually managed by Claudio Ranieri. So they're going to have a lot of people supporting them. We talked about Leicester City earlier. He won't need quite the same miracle to stay up, but it is going to be very, very difficult to stay up. Promotion wasn't expected for Cagliari last season and now they find themselves in Serie A as the favourites to go down and that's probably correct. Uh, behind them you have Frosinone at even money and Salernitana at 5-4 to four, with a little bit of a gap there to Genoa and Empoli but I don't really have any kind of strong lean on anybody to go down here from this league. As for the top goal scorer market, again, it's a very difficult one to call. I don't have any significant lean on anybody. It's led by Victor Usherman at 2-1 to one, with Lataro Martinez at 3-1. to one, Then a little bit of a gap to Immobile at 8-1 to one, and Rafael at 14-1. to one. Everybody else is 16-1 to one or bigger. There's nobody I really fancy as we go lower down the market. There's nobody there that really sticks out. I guess Pablo Dybala could be key for Roma at 33-1 to 1 if he can stay fit. But I do think the winner is likely to come from the top three, obviously. And Immobile is interesting to me because if he can remain fit... He is going to score a lot of goals for Lazio because that's where Lazio's goals are going to come from. Last season, he wasn't in the race because he had fitness issues. But ironically, they ended up finishing second, which was a big surprise to a lot of people, especially with their key man for so many years 
not being as involved as per usual. But if he can get more game time this year, 8-1 to one looks pretty big. It's probably going to be a straight shootout between the top two. Martinez is the key man at Inter, with them not interested in Romelu Lukaku. But Romelu Lukaku is somebody who could join in the market. At the moment where I'm looking, Dusan Vlajevic isn't listed, um, which is odd because he's still a Juventus player. So Dusan Vlajevic should still be listed in this market and he should be probably just between Martinez and Immobile. So it'd be interesting to see if he can finally get going at Juventus if he stays. But uh, otherwise, it will probably be between the top two. And I do believe this market has been priced up correctly and I don't have any significant lean as to who wins it between the two favourites in the market. So no bet there for me on the top goal scorer in Serie A. So that's it for me and your Serie A season preview. Just to reiterate your lock here for the show, because I know some people just fast forward straight to the end and don't listen to any analysis, but the lock here for the show is AC Milan to finish in the top four at four to five minus 125. I would take it up to four to six minus 150. The first episode of Scamessa Italia for the new season covering match day one will be released in the next 24 hours with most of the key teams playing on Sunday. So you do have time to listen. Otherwise, your usual shows will be available this weekend. There is a Bundesliga preview. There is also going to be an episode of the EPL show and Better MFC as well. Until then, good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.